Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Begging Boardcast, episode number 258. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out on my birthday. April. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. April 29th. I wanted to say my the year, but no, it's 2015, not the year I was born. <laughs> Don't give away we your age. We it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're doing our Avengers Assemble in celebration of Avengers 2 Age of Ultron coming out. We decided to pick our own Avengers teams. And, Paul, what are the criteria for being on the Avengers? Uh, one, that you had to be a uh, Fantastic Four member. <laughs> Two, uh, oh, Oh, not my Avengers. Uh, no, 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 no. For this team, we wanted to pick a uh, a leader, uh, a powerhouse, because you always have that one bruising force that you can't mess with on a great team, a uh, comic relief kind of character, a specialist, and a wild card. And we left those like specialist and wild card spots kind of open, so it, it kind of feels dis- uh, discussion. And also, if you're really looking to uh, score some points with the internet... Always have a love interest. Love interest. And Plus. and a villain. Plus villain and a uh, building. So it's a... Instead of a villain, I'm going to get into it. I have a mystery. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so it's a five-member team, mm-hmm. and the love interest has to be within those five members. Yes. All right. But Man, it's, it sounds like we got a lot to discuss. And what I don't want to discuss is, is how much I hate this beer. What?! I better take another sip. Wait, what is it? Yeah, you can't. I can't call out that I'm taking another sip and then you sip before me like an asshole. Come on. This is it's uh. Talk th- about the beer. Well, I gave you the bottle. This is uh, oh, Amber sorry. Ale from Dark Horse um, Brewing. Dark Horse is really hit or miss. I enjoy stuff when I've had it at the brewery. I enjoyed the Crooked Tree when we aged it for two years. This is an Amber Ale that doesn't have a lot going on. Uh, little nickely. Uh, and it's not a lot there. It has a tender sweetness to it. <laughs> you know, it, it's it is a little watery on the mouthfeel, a little watery, you know, just on the palate. But I do like that little pop of sweetness, that almost a caramel kind of ness to it. <laughs> when it's really, I'm really, really stretching. Well, because yeah. I had one sip, and then I'm gonna. I, I don't know. I got a little sweetness on it. It's a little. It's nice. It's it's refreshing. It isn't anything. The, I, this is a beer that I don't even think would make Barkatory. Wow. It's nothing to write home to soldiers about. It's but I would pick it up. Ag- you would pick it up again. You're you're throwing your money. Just give me money and I'll throw it in the gutter for you. No. I, you know, if I saw it at Barkatory, I would order this. Uh, I don't think you would. It does. It doesn't sound like it's worth it though. No. I don't. I don't mind it. I don't get the nickels on it. I don't. I'm not getting the nickely on it, and it's a nice, light, refreshing, mildly Take a sweet. bigger sip, because you're taking, like, little baby sips. He's, like, taking, like, what you would feed a little birdie with. Actually, drink deep, Paul. Huh? I, I just drank bro. deep, and there's not enough to it for me to dislike it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, there's, like, of all the things we drink, like, mm-hmm. this is the thing that you go, like, oh, yeah, this. I'll have this again. You can have oh, right. we can have this wonderful whiskey aged. Oh yeah, yeah. I would we can have stuff. this excellent tasting uh, amber, yeah. or we can have 
this. This is an amber ale. I, I never go into them I with high go, expectations. No, They're kind of like in the same vein really, as a fruit beer. With it's a me. really cloudy beer. Mm-hmm. I, I expect, like, in an amber, you expect to be a little more crisp kind of looking. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's like apple cider poured in your glass. Huh. Uh, there is absolutely... Don't listen to Paul on this. There's okay. absolutely no reason no. to go for this beer. Yeah, it sounds like something that I'm glad I didn't pick up. You hear you, Paul. You I can eat the rest of mine. Last week. Okay. You love well. it. Just drink it all up. Oh. Drink, 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 my friend. And, and Chris, what are you drink, drink, drinking? Uh, I'm drinking what sounds to be a better beer. This is from Lagunitas, and this is the Equinox. It is a genuine pale oats ale. Um, Ooh, it's a genuine. Genuine. Genuine? Genuine? Uh, trying to see when this was actually bottled, because it's pretty good. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the bottle. 8% ABV. It's very tasty. Um, before the show, when I took my first sip, I kind of equated this to the Great Lakes Brewing Lake Erie Monster, but a little bit sweeter. Not a bad buy for like the five seventy four that I paid for it. It's got a nice hop on it, a little nice sweetness to it. You get a little bit of the tea taste that Paul likes. Ooh, from an IPA. Uh, Describe this teaness to me. Hold on, hold on. Say that again, but slower, so I can take another sip. Ooh, describe that teaness to me. Paint me a word picture. I'm having a flashback to last episode with a tea beer, tea, tea tasting beer. Oh, it's just got like that nice tanniny, tanniness. Yeah. Tannin on the back end? Ooh, nice. Tan- a, yeah. a tannin in? Mm-hmm. That tannin, uh, that stuff that makes you perk, pucker up a little bit. You know, know this dries, is drying. Mm. Definitely something I would grab again for like five bucks for the bottle. If I just wanted something to sit down, like warm summer day, read some comic books outside. Like that would that would be a good one. That's uh, a good porch beer. I grabbed the um, Gnarly Wine, which is their this, 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 this season's bomber from them as well uh oh yeah that that's the one i think i had like two episodes ago now and it is at for 10 percent, it's ridiculous how smooth it is and how quickly you drink it because i think that's the one that i drank the entire bottle while we were recording i I don't remember i can imagine because i had a i had to start slowing myself down because i was drinking it out of a pint glass and i was talking and then I, i looked down and i had like a quarter of the pint glass left and i was like this hasn't hit me yet because it's ten point like two percent, but I am going to get wrecked if I keep going at this pace. No, that gnarly wine was really good. Yeah, it was really good for five dollars. You can't go wrong. No, Lagunitas, keep it up. Yeah. They're they're one of those old standby breweries now. Oh, definitely. Like, it, I, hands out anytime I see something from them that's new, or like I'm just looking for something to throw into my cart to have as like a backup beer. Yeah, just see so like you any you know. It's going to be a quality product. Quality beer. Mm-hmm. Paul, can you segue that into the Week in Geek what, somehow? Why don't we talk about some quality news? John did it for me. Uh, Good job, John. Some quality news that uh, we all had that exploded on our Facebook page, thanks to Christopher Christopher over here at the Bag and Boardcast. Uh, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Uh, was <laughs> our first look at Gerald, Jared Leto's uh, Joker. Uh, and he is tattooed up. He is hashtag tats. Hashtag lots of them. Hashtag tats for life. <laughs> Paul, 
Also in the news, Paul just discovered what hashtags are. I learned what hashtags were from Jimmy Fallon. Don't worry. Uh, With his hashtag oh, games. Oh, you would. I, yeah. I can see that making sense now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely a very different look at, of Joker, uh, which I can appreciate. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, if you took away the tattoos, mm-hmm. I am perfectly fine with the look of what they're going to go with with him. The silver teeth? I actually don't mind the grill too much. I think it g- would give him a more menacing smile. Mm-hmm. I think that look doesn't bother... That So far, that doesn't bother me, but it's the... Would the Joker get tattooed, and would he get tattooed with his own fan art? Well, here's... Here's something that I read online that actually is like a really interesting point. Um, that was actually posted on the 75th anniversary of the Joker from Suicide Squad director David Iyer. And someone went and looked at the image, and those are all photoshopped on. That's not actually done in the picture. Mm. So what they're thinking is that was just done as a nod to everything the Joker's done in the past and that they might not actually be in the movie itself, which kind of makes sense when you look at it then. If that's the case, then that makes more sense. Um, but I mean, which I, That's kind of what I'm hoping, because I don't really care for the look of it. And like some of the stuff, like it doesn't matter because he'd be probably clothed throughout it, but it's the yeah. damaged on his forehead that just <laughs> kind of... <laughs> Stupid, but mm-hmm. the green hair, the I don't know, like the, like the makeup, s- the smoky eyes, the 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 grill, the the lips, that stuff. I think it fits every every time you're going to do the Joker on the film mm-hmm. or on the small screen. It has Have them be different. It has to be different. You can't. Yeah, and I think that just fits in well with what they've done over the comics. Exactly, and and I mean, even if you look into like Scott Snyder's run, the two times you see Joker, it's a completely different Joker. Even his own mm-hmm. personality is a bit different, and that fits into that mythos of the Joker. So I don't mind a new look. I don't mind that it's not going to be the Heath Ledger, and it shouldn't be. It should be as far away from the Heath Ledger Joker as you can get. And I I definitely agree. I think I, I saw. Sorry, Paul. I'm just going to say one thing quick. And I saw someone post something in one of the comment threads on some news website. I don't remember what it was. Just to the uh, general fan backlash that there was after Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker for Dark Knight, and it was the same kind of stuff that people were spouting, like, "Oh, it's terrible. I hate it. This isn't going to work as a movie." I'm going to wait until I see the full mm-hmm. picture before I cast too much judgment on this. But I, I, I just I hope it's a little bit different or like toned down a little bit when the actual movie comes out. And I would agree. And that was people's reaction to just him being cast. As soon as they shoot, they showed that teaser from Empire of, Ma- Magazine, em, that teaser image of the makeup test of Heath Ledger, and you kind of saw the scars, and it was that shadowy dark. Yeah. Everybody shut up. You know, everyone was like, "Okay, we can get on board." When I heard that Jared Leto was cast, he said, "Okay, I'm interested to see what he can do." You know, the last character he played before playing this is, was a transvestite prostitute with AIDS. Okay, 
let's see him do Joker. And it's something we didn't talk about on the show at all, but uh, did you see any of the videos of him with his band 30 Seconds to Mars where he was like trying like trying out the voice? Yeah, doing like the voice. Yeah. I, I, I dug it. Like it it works as a Joker voice. Yeah, I and, and if that is what he's doing, it, it does sound good. It sounds uh, I've kinda wish I heard it because the one pit the one thing I was gonna say was this Joker, this picture of Joker looks a lot more manic, a lot more energized than the Heath Ledger, which was very calculated. Yeah, calculated, yeah. mythological. Yeah. I'm getting more I think Mark, both of those words are perfect for it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more Mark Hamill Joker here than you know, from the animated series than I am uh, Heath Ledger. And I always want like that Mark Hamill Joker to make a big screen uh, appearance because I think that's one of my favorite versions. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, to your point, uh, I had a point from you too, John, and I I lost it. Uh, people see, talking oh, about him. The, there was the one criticism what, was that, oh, like, it, he looked like it was a hand-stitched Joker. <laughs> Like everybody complained about his suit, like being, like so ratty, that he wasn't, you know, he didn't look like a crime lord, you know, because people were taking it from the old, you know, Batman '89 Batman, where yeah. he came, he was a mafia guy, and then he became the Joker. So there was some people that just didn't understand where the character has been in the comic books, coming to it with their right. background, so, and had their complaints. Yeah, but I. I think tattoos aside, I am interested in seeing where it goes. If mm-hmm. if if this is true, if they put it out for that seventy fifth thing, and they just that's why that fan kind of art is there on them and everything, makes more sense. That makes sense that that is that. I wouldn't mind the tattoos if he did the tattoos himself. Yeah, and they look a little more chaotic. Yeah, yeah and like not if so he crisp. like etched. Especially the ha-has on his arm. If those look like he actually etched those in. Or you see him, like, giving himself the ha-ha tattoos, like, in a corner. Yeah. Like, I would be like, okay, yeah. The teardrop J. J, yeah. That's... But... Hey, let's talk about something that I'm really interested in. I like. What Uh, is that? uh, Daredevil, the Netflix series, picked up for season two... Mm-hmm. Uh, and Charlie Cox, uh, the actor who plays Matt Murdock, <laughs> has said that it will come out before we get Defenders. And Defenders is just going to be a nice bonus to uh, follow up season two with Daredevil. I, I'm really excited for this. Like Daredevil definitely delivered. And I think Netflix was waiting to see how the show performed before they really went full bore into a.k.a. Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Defenders. And the fact that they're already going ahead with Daredevil Season 2 gives me hope and faith just in everything else that they have to deliver with uh, the rest of these series. And Charlie Cox has kind of been all over the Geekosphere like, news outlets within the past couple weeks because there was this announcement, and then he also revealed in an interview that he's contractually obligated that was a hard word to say, contractually obligated to appear in Marvel films, too. Hmm. Now, this could be a case of uh, Lando Calrissian being Harvey Dent. Who knows? It might not actually come to fruition, and he'll still get that paycheck, but I'd, 
I'd love to see Daredevil in something now. I mean, you, you can't, to me, like, Civil War, you need more superheroes in Civil War. You need yeah. more costume mm-hmm. vigilantes. And Daredevil was one of those big people that stood on that line and said, you know, no. In Civil War, though, the guy that was Daredevil was actually Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. If remember? I, no. I barely, <laughs> I barely, I blacked Civil War out because, the, the, you know, beginning was okay. The rest was stupid. It, it, it got the thread. It's a Mark Millar broke where he has a really interesting premise and doesn't know how to see it through to the end. And I, you know, I, I still enjoy Civil War. I think it's one of the better of the Marvel crossovers of the last decade. Well, last what fifteen years? That was, yeah, yeah, from two thousand on. I mean, it's definitely a stand up mm-hmm. and stand out moment for Marvel. They just didn't know how to wrap it up. Well, and also Marvel didn't want to wrap it. Because but it needed to go into the next thing. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because, well, it's Sorry. Marvel. You can't wrap it up. You can only have it be a lead-in. Mm-hmm. And speaking of lead-ins, uh, also kind of in Marvel TV news, uh, just announced that there will be a, another S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff show. Wow. Uh, with S.H.I.E.L.D. still still alive and kicking, and the fate of Agent Carter kind of up in the air. Uh, it's been announced that there will be a spinoff show. Focusing more on agents Bobby Morse and Hunter. Oh, cool! Uh, and I really hope that Deathlock is in the show with them. Yeah, oh, I really like liked that, that, that de- moment. Like, what was it? Like two episodes ago, where like he comes back with Coulson. I was like, all right, that's cool. Uh, I love when uh, Fitz gets on the uh, the plane with him, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Mike. Listen, we got something important <laughs> to talk about." Like it was it was really good, and he's a character I forgot that I liked, and he's. But, you know, he's got more upgrades. He's looking better. He's looking sleeker. Someone yeah. I definitely want more of in the S.H.I.E.L.D. world. Well, it's because they had that Harry and the Hendersons moment with him, like, walking into the <laughs> woods or over the mountain ridge. Or yeah. it's like, okay, well, there he goes. Okay, bye. So, so to see him come back, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. He he was, like, the main focus of season one. Like, yeah. okay, that's cool. Everything I did was for my son, and everything I do after will be for him, too. It's like, okay. Yeah, he's going to be a good guy, isn't that? Yeah. He, he won't guy. get fooled again. I, I liked him on, uh, he was on an episode of Tabletop playing a board game. The oh, yeah. actor, Jay uh, August. Yeah, Jay August Richards the third. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he uh, seems like a really cool guy. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder they brought him on this show to play a game. He's no wonder him and Will. He's fun. <laughs> and and Joss Weed and her friends. Huh. Um, I, was he on other Weed shows? Yeah, he was, he was in Angel. Oh, I never saw. He, he also, was in he like all five seasons of that. Didn't he also make an appearance? He made it in Buffy too. Wasn't well, that he makes from sense Buffy? because he Buffy? probably yeah. Felicia Day. Well, okay. no, it was it was Angel first, but then he did pop up in Buffy. Yeah, there okay. we go. After they started really crossing over a little bit more. And his name um, was James Gunn. What in the show? Yeah. Oh. Not the Taylor. No. I thought his Gunn. name was Charles. Is it Charles Gunn? Charles Gunn, yeah. Because they just call him Gunn. I know they call him Gunn. I, know, I honestly haven't watched Angel in a while. I need to mm-hmm. do my... Hey there, used listeners. to be annual rewatch of everything, but it hasn't happened. You probably know this answer. Mm-hmm. Find us over on Facebook, or tweet us, or even Instagram a picture of Charles or James Gunn. Let <laughs> us know who's right. I got two cool names for you guys, though. Are you ready for me to throw them out there for you? Uh, hold on. I, I might not be ready. I'm trying to trace back in the conversation to think if I had anything else to say. And I did. Um, 
going back to Agents of Shield quick. I'm glad that they're kind of bringing Fitz back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt really bad for him at the beginning of uh, this season, and I like that the character's kind of his art. finding who he is again. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. I, I enjoyed him uh, also on the plane with Ward. Yeah. Oh, oh god. And I also enjoyed Ward coming back as well. <sighs> yeah. What's next, boss? I kind of want to see Ward get kicked in the teeth. Well, he gets kicked in the teeth. He's been shot in the chest four times. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I had. What were those uh, two names, though, Paul? Oh, the two names: Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Really good, strong names. Like almost like there have to be like pseudonyms, right? I would I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, these guys directed the Lego Movie. And Which I still haven't seen, and I really want to because I've heard really good things about it. It's a fun movie. I've seen bits and pieces I, because it was on HBO. and I, not, like, yeah, I think it's still on HBO Go. And I flipped through it, and it was on, and I started watching it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I caught like the end, and it seems like a lot of fun. Uh, and that's great because he wants people that can bring a lot of fun to this character that they're going to be uh, writing a script for. And that's The Amazing Spider-Man, an animated film coming from Sony Pictures. Now, is this based off of the animated series from the 90s? We like have they're doing no idea. The, uh, like the Batman one that's coming out with Adam West and Burt Ward? Uh, no, they they don't say what they're doing. They're just set to... They, they don't even have the script yet. They are, oh. They're going to write and produce the Spider-Man... We could... Sorry. I, I, clicked on, I clicked on the story to give me even more information, and they had an ad up front. So I then closed that window. Um, yeah, they have... No word yet on what kind of Spider-Man he is going to be, uh, how much work they're going to do with Marvel Studios to like incorporate Spider-Man into the and, next Spider-Verse. And this will be done through Sony. Yep. But it is definitely a Sony picture, and it's going to be doing the Lego, from the Lego guys. From the Lego guys. And also... Uh, and uh, animated. And animated. And Re- real quick, before we move off to something else, I don't know if you guys saw this, but as part of the Sony hack... That happened like two months ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released uh, Marvel uh, Studios head honcho Kevin Feige's notes that he sent based off of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just an interesting read to see what this guy who's heading up the whole Marvel Universe thinks of that movie and like what he told them. Like, eh, this works, this doesn't. I'm not going to go over them all, but uh, it's something worth Googling quick. Yeah, I'll have to, I, I would actually be interested in checking that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Marvel, more Marvel news, uh, has reached a deal with Telltale Games. Uh, and they will be... Wait, bring, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. Is this, is this John pitching shit think, about computers? Paul, yeah. Paul, did you change your voice? Because you sound a lot like John. I don't know. When I said this, Paul was kind of... He was interested in this news. I, I, I wasn't that interested because I read the story and I'm like, ah, I won't even bring it up because Jen will just take a shit on it like he normally does you know, on these kind you of know, news. You know why I won't take a shit why? on this news? Because this is something that really interests Chris. Oh, because oh. he loves the Telltale games. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, no, when, when I heard this the other day, I was like, oh, that's excellent because Telltale games are fun and the amount of story and just character that they can cram into those little, like, one to two hour, like, sit down sessions, like, it's fantastic. So the games will be coming out in 2017 uh, for PC and consoles. We don't know what they're going to be doing, 
But I can tell you this, 90% chance I won't be buying it. Have you ever played any of the Telltale games? We haven't talked yes. about that. Which, Which one, one do you play? Walking Dead? I played wa- Walking oh. Dead, and I played a little bit of the Wolf one. I am so far behind on video games, I went, <laughs> oh, Sam and Max? Yeah, I played <laughs> Sam and Max. <laughs> uh, I still need to finish the Walking Dead Season 2, and I think I downloaded the first episode of the Game of Thrones one. I, know I haven't turned on my Xbox for anything besides Netflix in like a month now, so... That's a lie. It's been like a week. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to lie to you. It's okay. It's okay. You know who would never uh, lie to us? Who? Will Eisner's Comic Industry Awards. Hey, They're that takes place at San Diego Comic-Con every year. Yeah. And uh, the nominees have been announced, 2015. And uh, guys, are you excited to see that Miss Marvel got uh, nominated for Best New Series? That's a... That's a book that we enjoyed. Yeah. That's one of our favorites, actually. Yeah. Uh, also, one of Chris's favorites and one that we read on the show, The Wicked Plus the Divine. <laughs> and for, I think, a third year saga. Oh, I'm talking about Best New Series. Don't jump ahead there, just, John. Come on. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited. And also, frog. I'm hopping ahead. I, fi- I finally read the last issue. It was really good. I liked seeing Marco uh, pull himself up by his bootstraps, finally. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's under Best Continuing Series. Also, one of our favorites, Hawkeye, was nominated there, along with Southern Bastards, The Walking Dead, uh, Bendetta, Bendetti from Monkey Brain, and Astro City from Vertigo now, and uh, Southern Bastards. From I, I could not get into Southern Bastards. I couldn't either. It is Jason Aaron writing a story, and he even puts in this letter column. So it's like the book that he's writing because that's what he grew up with, like that. That's yeah. his milieu. That's like what he. It's a very personal story he's putting in there. So. Yeah, I like can appreciate that and it. Scalp, like his his life, that slice of life stuff. It just, it's it's too rough for me. I'm out. Yeah, yeah it's a slice of somebody's life, and I'm glad I'm not living it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was best continuing. He said, right? Yep. Or was that best new? Well, we 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 jumped around because John couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. So Thanks, best, John. The best new is the fade out, but from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, Lumberjanes over at. Boom I've heard really Studios. good things about that. I think that might need yeah. to be a uh, trade and policy. It's all <laughs> over the list of all over the Will Eisner or mm-hmm. the Eisner Awards. Uh, Miss Marvel from Marvel, uh, Rocket Raccoon from Scotty Young. Also, good what job, we, Scotty. We, we uh, read that, uh, and the Wicked plus the Divine. <laughs> I, I know you're just reading it because it's written like that, it's but it's like bothering that. me. <laughs> I know. You laughed the first time, so I had to do it again, even though I was only going to do it as a one-off, and just then from no, then on. But now I have to. I, I know, and I accept that. Okay, thank but, you. You know who I, I mean, am. Those are those are all great books, but uh, I want I care more about the people that write them, Paul. Okay. So who's best nominated writer? for best writers? Oh well, Jason Aaron. Ooh. He's doing Original Sin, Thor, Men of Wrath, Southern Bastard. You know. We got Kelly Sue DeConnick, Captain Marvel, Pretty Deadly over at Image. Grant Morrison. Just, <laughs> no. Just being who he is. Multiversity, which is Morrison is all hell. <laughs> Remember last week our dramatic reading? Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like. Okay, here's the thing. After I did that reading and like we wrapped up the episode, I went back to read the issue because I was like, I need to get this in context. Nope. There's no context. <laughs> nope, you don't. It's basically That's the it. same. That's it. That's it. It's Morrison v. Morrison. 
And remember it's Annihilator? It's worse than having someone shill you the book that he wrote. <laughs> and remember Annihilator? Which is Morrison being Morrison, just creepy. Yeah. And horror. But it's just still Morrison. Uh, yeah. So I don't know why best right. Love Because he's writing something. And people are like, yeah, yeah, Morrison. Oh. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn yeah. over there at Saga, and also one of Chris's favorite, Private Eye, over online only, over at Panel Syndicate. Is that still going yeah, which, on? Yeah, that wrapped up. I think that, uh, that ended a while ago, but John, I'm surprised you haven't gone back to check that one out, because it's a pay-what-you-want all-digital comic book with him and Marcos Martin, who worked on Daredevil. Yeah, I... Uh... I just never got around to downloading it because my computer had crashed, and then I was, didn't bother doing it on my tablet because I wasn't sure. Maybe I read the first issue. Doesn't it like somebody jump out a window? There's a window. I remember a window. <laughs> is there a defenestration? It, it was the book that was all more um, like landscape. Hmm. It was black and white too, right? It was not. Then I am not thinking of the okay. same book. Um, that's a book that I regrettably fell off of because I really dig the creative team that was on it. And I bought the first one. I paid five bucks for it because I was like, if this was, this was something that was coming out from Image or IDW, I'd probably pay four ninety nine anyway. So I was okay with paying that directly to the uh, like the creators. And it's something that I will pick up the rest of and I probably will still pay like four or five bucks for it because I, I dug it. Guys, I'm sorry. I was... Uh... That was a very good point, but Chris, I, I started reading something, and I'm like, wow, why have I not been reading this book? We'll get to it in a little it? bit, uh, because I want to finish off Best Writer. Uh, G. Willow Wilson, over at Miss Marvel, one of our favorites, made our mm-hmm. top uh, creator list uh, bracket. Yeah, she, she powered through that. And uh, something that I'm going to have to go on Dark Horse's app right now and buy, because they have a 50% off sale uh, on all their stock. Gene Len Yang, the writer for Avatar The Last Airbender. And also huh. the Shadow Hero, but I'm going to have to buy all those Avatar books right now because I, I'm, I'm upset with myself that I haven't read them. But over in the category of Best Writer Artist, there's uh, Stephen Collins, who wrote The Giant Beard That Was Evil. Ooh, I heard that one. Uh, like, why Why have I not read that? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that. Me I'm either. guessing Darwin Cook? No, that was Stephen Collins. No, but I'm guessing Darwin Cook's on the list. Uh, no, no. Uh, on the list, it's a bunch of people I have never heard of before. Uh, Jeff Lemire's not on it. Jeff Lemire is not on it. It is uh, Sergio Aragones. Oh well, you know Sergio Aragones. He did uh, Gru, the Wanderer. Gru versus Conan. Yeah. There's uh, <laughs> Gru versus Conan. Yes, it's what's listed on the Eisner's website right wow. now. Charles uh, Burns. You with- you may also know him from all of his work that was in Med. Uh, Mad Magazine too. He did a lot oh, of the comics. He does the Mad. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Charles Burns uh, does Sugar Skull. Uh, I already mentioned Stephen Collins or Stephen Collins. Uh, then we got Richard McGuire for Here from Pantheon. Stan Sakaki, which is Yusagi Yujimbo, the okay. you know ninja yep. rabbit. Uh, He's been doing that for so long. Reina Telemagira. I don't, uh, the sisters over at uh, Graphics uh, slash Scholastic, which I have not heard of, and I butchered her last name. Uh, I apologize. Darwin Cook That's... is on the list. I think he's best best covers. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. He did some really good like yes. flashback covers. Does the... uh, and Paul, you also uh, butchered Dan Sakai's name too. Sakai, oh, okay. 
I forgive you. Well, uh, it's but not I, your forgiveness, Usagi I think. It is Stan Sakai's. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo is one that I, a comic book that I always want to check out because it just, it's in that pantheon of self-published books like Cerberus and uh, Bone that it's one person doing all the work themselves and it's, it is their life's work. Like it's what they've made their careers doing and it's what they will leave as like a legacy to everybody else. Uh, I just haven't done it yet. I, I should, I will, I'm going to, uh, did you see that Servius is, uh, free? It's being released on Tumblr one page at a time. <laughs> uh, really? It's being released one page a day, and it'll take almost as long as it took um, the writer to complete the series. Like, it'll take, like, 23 years to go through the entire series. Well, that's Something nice, Something like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So as long as Tumblr is still out there, you can read the entire series. Uh, I think there that was uh, from Dave Sim, so he... If you if you're interested in this like I am now, um, you could probably just search Dave Sim Tumblr or Sarah. It's not. Tumblr. It's not. It's uh. It's like F yeah, Serbius or something like that. I'll put a link up on um the website from it because I started following it. Oh cool. Um, but yeah, it, Dave Sims gave his permission for this. It's not him doing it. Someone else, just a fan of the series, is doing it. High quality scans. Yes. Oh nice. I know recently, like, Dave Sim was putting a call out to people that had the original art that he did for the book, because, like, he, this is something that, like, one person did all on, like, writing and drawing mm-hmm. and inking. Um, so he had to sell his original art so to he, be like, able to that art's, do it? like, gone to people. And, like, he actually wants them to send him scans of it so he can have it to do, like, stuff with now. Yeah, that is one of those like sad things when you're self-publishing and self-producing. Like you have to sell off like everything in order to be able to put the next one out. You know, well, and especially because when that book was coming out, this was before like everything was digital. Like mm-hmm. if you were drawing pages, you were literally drawing and inking pages. You didn't have the ability to just like pencil something, scan it in, and then self-ink it, send that to your publisher. You know, you're doing it all by hand. That's still a lot of work, and that's why there's a best penciler slash inker still on the Eisner Awards. Hey, like Adrian Alfona. Hey, remember him? Hey, I think yeah, he, I, I remember him dominating. Yeah, on the bracket, uh, Mike Allred over there doing Silver Surfer and Mad Men in Your Face 3D special from Image. Frank quietly give that man a, a balloon full of sausages. What's okay? I'm sorry. What does it have him listed as doing? Like multiversity. I don't remember seeing him on anything this year. Multiversity. Uh, okay. Well, that makes sense. It's a Grant Morrison book. Yeah. Uh, persons whose name that uh, the the book the Leaning Girl over at Alexis <laughs> Press. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, look at this name. All, all the news directly from us. The person's <laughs> name who did the book at the place. Francois Sotchian. Yeah, yeah. All became Sochi heard happily. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Fiona Staples doing Saga and Babstar over at Batgirl. Ooh, nice. So that's there you go. Th- that's like three solid picks there with Adrian Alfona, Babstar, and Fiona Staples. Like mm-hmm. any of those three would get my vote. I'm surprised over at Best Coloring, Jody Belair, who does like all the coloring for every book, not listed, not listed. Hmm. Dave Stewart. Matthew Wilson, Matthew Petz. 
Uh, I think Matt Wilson is actually who does... Uh, the Wiccan and the Vine. Okay, yeah. That's uh, right Daredevil okay. and Thor. Lorven uh, Kidzertsky. Yep. Uh, Nelson Daniel and Alora Allred, all nominated. Jody Blair, not on the list. I don't know, Dave Stewart's really good, but all of his stuff's really muddy. But, yeah, Matt Wilson. I love those color palettes. Yeah, yeah. I, I hey, who, who knew I had a uh, favorite colorist? It only took uh, him getting nominated. Dave and I <laughs> Yeah. That out. Uh, over at Marvel.com right now, you can actually read an article uh, with Jody Belair talking about the coloring of Magneto <laughs> <laughs> from Secret Wars. Like, and, and once you... You know, every once in a while, a while, you'll just take notice of a name, and you'll be like, oh. And then you're like, wait, does this book too? Does this book? And for a while, I was like, oh, Jody Blair doing all the books on colors. Yeah. Much like well, Dark Horse also, did all our beers. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, also a name to take note of is uh, Frank Miller. <laughs> oh, oh that news. Who's coming uh, back again to DC Comics to handle the Dark Knight 3, the Master Race. But don't worry. This time he's also joined with Paul, one of your favorite writers, Brian Azzarello. Oh, no. I remember how I said Azzarello can go really dark, and that really dark stuff I do not like when Azzarello does it. Oh, Frank Miller's going to try to Do you think they brought Azzarello in on this just to be like, all right, Frank, you used to know how to write. Like, let's. I I, I know. I don't I think they no longer trust Frank Miller to finish it. Be much like All-Star Batman, where it just took forever for work to get done. So I'm thinking it's outlines and then finishes by Azarello. I, I do think part of this is he's hand... Like, Frank Miller might be doing, like, the plot and, like, some of the scripting, but then Azarello is actually going to be doing, like, dialogue and, like, handling the breakdowns for it. Uh, no artist attached to it yet from... What DC said, um, this all took place and was announced at a retailer's summit. Uh, it sounds like it might be a couple different artists. So maybe each book will be handled by someone else. Um, it's something I'll probably read. Oh, why would you do that? But I, I, oh, we're, we're picking up number one. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I'm just hoping that maybe Brian Azzarello can tone down Frank Miller. Like, he can ground him a little bit more and make this actually something worth checking out and worth standing next to, you know, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns. Or, no, is it Dark Knight Returns and Dark Knight Strikes Back? Yeah. So you're saying you don't want to have a whole issue devoted to Batman sitting in a house that he painted all yellow (laughs) serving lemonade to the Green Lantern. Yeah. Or an all-tattooed Joker, who's a member of the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's there where that came go. from. Uh, do, we have, do you have anything else? Uh, just maybe a delicious raspberry beer from Dark Horse. Hmm. Uh, this is a perfect summer beer. You get the right amount of sweet and tart to a raspberry beer. <laughs> uh, so drinkable, I finished it m- like 10 minutes ago. Okay, I, uh, that... That's one that I actually saw on it, the shelves when I bought it. my Dark Horse beers for last week, and I, I passed it up because I wasn't sure how they would handle a raspberry beer. It's not sweet. Not sweet. Just it's a little a little bit of that crispness, that tartness, that it dan- 
dances on your tongue. Dances on your tongue. That raspberry flavor dances on your tongue, and it's not a fake raspberry. It tastes like... You, raspberries aren't overly sweet when you eat them. Is it no. nice and tart? It's nice and tart. It's nice and crisp and, and summery. It, it's not overly tart. It's the perfect tart for drinking mm-hmm. a raspberry beer. Um, Is this a wheat beer? I don't think so. But, oh, it's an ale. Okay. Yeah, it's an ale. Uh, I think if you put this and Purple Haze in front of me, I think I would go with this raspberry beer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I would take this over a Rubius. Oh, yeah, I would take okay. this over oh, Rubius, Rubius hands down. I like Rubius, but it's so sweet. It's a dessert mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Um, but this is probably, I'd have to say this is probably up there as one of the best raspberry beers. Yeah, nice. a raspberry summer beer. Mm-hmm. This is it. I, I am making a bagnerboard board promise. I'll... I'll pick that up for next week then. It's yeah, it is crisp, it is delicious, it is a porch beer. And we drank, I mean, this beer a little colder mm-hmm. would have been perfect. Like we, you know, room temperatures. We drink most almost all of our beers. Uh, but I, it, I've just been sitting and looking at an empty glass, being like, what, why, why is it gone? Why, why don't I have any more? Um, Chris, are you ready for your next one? Or are you still good right uh, now? I'm going to sit on my next one before until before we get into the main topic. But I do have two more things I want to talk about quick. Oh, and okay. these are both going to be reminders. So Ooh. they fit alongside the news, but they don't need to be. Because this weekend is free comic book day. Uh, Saturday, May 2nd is free comic book day. So go on to freecomicbookday.com and figure out where your nearest comic book stores or comic book stores are. And go check them out. Like, help support the little guy. Get some free books. New something different. Um, we'll p- I'll put up a post actually on Free Comic Book Day too on the website and over at our Facebook. Because uh, we've got some stuff happening too. Like every year now, Marvel and DC will be announcing or I guess releasing the first parts of their new stuff that they've got coming out. Um, Secret Wars or Divergence at this point. Uh, the DC offerings look kind of cool. But al- always a good reason to go to the comic book store. This is actually what got John and I back into comic books all those years ago when Spider-Man came out. Spider-Man came out. We had been talking weeks and months before Spider-Man came out how we need to get back into comic books. And we had checked out a couple shops and then... Free Comic Book Day, we found a comic book shop that then became our comic book shop for over 10 years, 12 years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a great place. To, you know, you might be able to find that shop that is going to be your shop. And I really feel bad that I went digital, but there's, like, no – there's really no comic book shops. There's no place that you can really get books from anymore. Yeah. And it's really sad. So if you have a local good comic book shop – Get out to it. Try it out. You know, pick up those books. I even picked up. I was in. A, I was at a game store, and they also sell comic books, uh, disc golf stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're trying to get any kind of nerd they can into that shop. Oh, they sell disc golf stuff now. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> got a go. huge, a huge thing of disc golf. But I mean, they have an area where you can play your Warhammer, mm-hmm. your Magic. You can buy your board game and go into another room and play it. You can play online game, you know, video games in the back, you know, mm-hmm. on, on computers. And you know, I, I was there and I had to pick up 
I had to pick up a couple comic books, and there were ones that I was, you know, it. I picked up the Punisher that I had already purchased digitally. You know, like it was just it was what they had that I know I buy. And I was like, you know what? I'll take a card copy of this. A uh, board game shop carrying comic books doesn't surprise me because Diamond also uh, distributes board games. Yeah. Diamond Comics, or Diamond Distributors, that distributes comic books. Do, do they also do disc golf, I hear. No, they don't <laughs> distribute. And Why would my you say sec- that? Why would you lie? My, my second reminder is if you want to play a game with us, don't forget to fill out your bracket as mm-hmm. part of the... Uh, I don't want to say the entire title this time. Uh, Bag and Broadcast Annual Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster, Episode 5. The 5th Annual Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster from the Bag and Broadcast. You still have time to fill that out and submit it to us over at contactatbangandbroadcast.com or over on the Facebook. Just find the post with the bracket there. And try your luck against us and previous winner, uh, Mr. Nutt. For a chance to actually be on the Bagged Boardcast and a prize to be determined at a later date. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was very happy. I, I really enjoyed uh, Jonathan on the show, and I, I look forward to the time where we can have him on again for something. I I definitely agree. It was a great dynamic. Thanks for being a part of that, Jonathan. And I know everyone's going to be celebrating my birthday with me on April 29th, uh, but... Chris, what book will you be buying and reading on my birthday? Well, the book I will be buying and reading in your honor is coming out from Marvel, and this is Shield number five. Oh, that's acceptable. Right. Is that acceptable? I allow that to happen. You have to give the okay this week. Oh yeah. Okay, because just between this and Batman number forty-one, uh, either one would have been acceptable. Uh, Shield number five, written by Mark Wade, art by someone I'm forgetting right now. Hold on. Uh, oh, Mike Choi. Um, and this is telling the story of Scarlet Witch because magic is throwing off all the Shield's scientific doodads. Uh, so they're bringing her in to help out with things. And I feel like this is a book that Paul should be reading if he's oh, not. Should be reading it be- because it's a lot of fun. I mean, the last issue was Sue Storm on a reconnaissance mission into the Earth's uh, crust fighting Mole Man with Phil Coulson. It was great. Well, that does sound like a lot of fun. It does sound like fun. Uh, and every single one of these issues has been just like a great read. It's definitely a book that I continue planning, uh, planning on getting for the life of it because even though it's somewhat tied into uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. over on ABC, it's only in name and some of the characters mm-hmm. popping up. Like It's not a hard tie-in at all. Like, you have Fitz and Simmons, you have Colson, you have May. That's where it's ending. Uh, And I like seeing those characters actually in the Marvel U, so that's something I'm looking forward to. But I'm also looking forward to hearing what book Paul picks for the birthday boy. Mm, For the birthday boy? For the birthday boy. We have to go to an old classic, one of the ones that... She-Hulk! We really love. No, (laughs) close. (laughs) X-Factor. No. Uh, Daredevil number 15. Hey. You know, this uh, continuing adventures of a fun Daredevil. I you Paul, said, Paul loves the Daredevil series anymore. so much, he's getting back into the comics. Uh, no, I'm getting back into the comics because I was so disappointed in the 
Netflix series. Uh, it was so good, Paul. It's just not. No, I understand it is very oh, well done, oh. and I can understand why people enjoy it. But it's missing that Marvel Cinematic Universe like lightness that it has. Like the first Iron Man movie, it was a lot of fun because. Did you get to the parts with Foggy? I did get. I like Foggy. Foggy has the heart in it, but everything's it's it's just so. My, Wade, my dad, know, my dad called me and he's like, "I'm watching the show about the blind guy. <laughs> his partner's hilarious. I love him." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Foggy, is that his name?" Yeah, he's the light in the darkness in that show because uh, and it's just it wasn't what I was looking for with the Marvel kind of Daredevil. Like I didn't find Charlie Cox all that charming, even when he's like, I only watched. A, first episode so i have a very limited view and it just didn't bring me back to it so uh especially what we get from daredevil in comic books right now which is a very madcap kind of he he, there's that darkness underneath it but he just chooses to no i'm going to have fun with this this is what daredevil's is being about what they're what being daredevil is about no sorry i had to sentence that structure that's fine. No, it's it's okay. They're, they are very different beasts, but yeah, uh, the Daredevil show is great. That episode where he's fighting uh, Nobu, yeah, and it's like interstitial between like everything else that's gone. Oh man, good. It's a great show. Let alone like a Marvel comic show, but Daredevil, mm-hmm. number fifteen, acceptable. Because I just picked up the trade, uh, Mark Wade's first trade mm-hmm. 4.99 on uh comiXology that sounds like a great nice. deal uh picked it up to read because i'm planning on buying all of them because you guys i was just reading your guys's mm-hmm. issues and i was like you know what i want them all myself uh and also picked it up for the girlfriend to read it's a great read but i will be picking up a new number one from image comic books guys oh no and this is uh, Pisces from uh, Curtis Weeby and Johnny Christmas on art. <laughs> really? Uh, is that his name? That's Johnny his name. Christmas? Johnny Christmas. Not, spells, that is not a Luke Cage-like phrase? <laughs> no. no. That's Sweet Christmas. Uh, and uh, it's Johnny uh, with an I-E at the end. Oh. Not like a Y or anything. Like I, Johnny Walker. Like Johnny Walker. Or Johnny Weatherwax. Birthday boy. That's a- uh, is that how you refer to yourself on uh, Wednesday? <laughs> yep. Uh, for everybody, if you're listening to the show on our Facebook page, please, on Wednesday, send a birthday wish to Johnny Birthday <laughs> Weatherwax uh, at our Facebook page. It's, it's Johnny Weatherwax Birthday Boy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is that uh, with parentheses or parentheticals? No, it's colon. Colin, birthday boy? Okay. Birthday boy. All right, just uh, remember that. Please, listeners, it will make Johnny Weatherwax birthday boy's day. Birthday boy. Uh, I, bu- I just bought Paul, because Paul's birthday is right after mine. By, by the way, that is the worst Legion of Superhero <laughs> na- name ever. You got Cosmic Lad, Bouncing Boy, Birthday Boy. <laughs> What does a birthday boy do? Uh, he only has powers one day he, a year. He charms people with like <laughs> balloon animals. Uh, uh, only one day a year, though. It's it's one day of the year. He, it's his birthday. He doesn't even have. 
He doesn't really have powers. We just let him. We just let him think he has powers for that one day. Uh, the criminals usually just give in because it's like, hey, it's his birthday. Come on. Like, oh, oh, all right. I'll go to jail for a couple months. Is there a cosmic ring that we give him? The Legion ring only works. Light ring only works that one day. No, he he basically just gets to say if he likes their comic books or not. Uh, so I I I had a bottle of scotch in my or a bottle of bourbon to give to Paul for his birthday to buy for Paul for his birthday, and then I have a bottle of scotch. Wait, it's birthday boy. You should have just walked out with it. Oh, I know, right? Paul, Paul, an ad is playing. An ad. What is going on over there? Paul, did you just become a member of Stop? Yes, I did. <laughs> so my girlfriend goes, well, who are those for? And I go, this one's for Paul. And she goes, who's that one for? Johnny. <laughs> so, Johnny birthday boy. Uh, <laughs> this takes uh, this takes place right after Vietnam. Uh, the lead character is a Vietnam vet who has begun to work with NASA and is then going to be shot into space and f- fight aliens. I'm not totally sure what it is, but I've enjoyed uh, Curtis Weeby's writing um, on Rat Queens, also on his Peter Panzer. I enjoyed that first trade. Chris did not. But uh, nope. I'm looking for maybe a new series that I can enjoy a uh, new number one. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what we can all enjoy. And that's a dramatic reading. Right, Chris? And now, a dramatic reading from Convergence Superboy, number one, page eight, panel three. Dome, sweet dome, kid. Aren't these just regular snow globes? Aren't you just a snotty kid? That was a dramatic reading from Convergence Superboy, number one, page eight. Panel 3. And if you want to see that panel, check it out in the show notes over at beggingboard.com. Yeah, if you're we wondering... Put, we, we put them all up over there. <laughs> you could basically make your own comic book out of everything that we've put up, and it won't make sense, but just tell yourself it's written by Grant Moore. Oh. <laughs> uh... do, do you guys have a, uh, another beer you want to We do, and I have, we have another one from Dark Horse that I like. Oh wow! This is Ooh, number two, and which one is number this? two? Which one's that? This is their Buffalo Brown Ale, mm-hmm. and this is a nice toasted nut tasting brown ale. This is delicious. This is about as flavorful as I think the Amber Ale was. I think the aftertaste is a little bit more roasted toastedness on it, but up front, not all that much flavors there. I'm enjoying it. I'm just surprised you're enjoying it as much as you're saying you are. I get, like, really nice, even, like, when I'm... I think it's a little watery. I, I, I think it's nice. a little... It is a little watery. Okay. Do you it is a like nice... it more than the raspberry one? It's, it's two different animals. Yeah, it's okay. apples and oranges. I it's like, raspberries and nuts. I have a nice toasted taste on my tongue right now. My tongue, my tongue is, again, dancing with flavor. <laughs> mm. Uh and it, it's it's a nice brown ale. It's hard to get a nice brown ale these days, and this is an enjoyable brown ale. It's got nice full flavor. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not it's not punch you in the it's face not punch flavor. you in the na- mouth flavor, but it's but nice, it's a lingering and it's a lingering full flavor. It's everything you want in a brown ale. 
I agree. I, I wish up front it had a little bit more richness, a little bit more fullness, but, but it's it, it stays in its full in the afterness. It's mid palate afterglow, and and it goes down. And when you bring it up to take a sip, you just get that nice smell, mm-hmm. and it's not it's nice. It's nice. Uh, Chris, are you going to do it here, or are you going to do it during a break? I heard our... a bottle pop. Oh. I I popped a bottle. Um, I haven't had a chance to take a sip yet. Okay. I just I just sat back down. Okay, let's get into the main topic and then uh, no, I, I we can do our last beers saying, together. I was just saying that so you could talk for a second. We oh. got a vamp. There's a lot of vamping. I, I, I thought we wanted to do it to our last beers together because we do the first. No, beers I, together. I said I was okay. going to do mine heading into the main topic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Just just vamp for a, like a minute. So well, I thought that's what I was doing with vamping. <laughs> still no, talking he's to still you. talking to you. Jeez, uh, you know, I vamp and I vamp. Hey, Paul. What? Let's do a quick little uh, oh talk uh, about... review of the nice birthday bourbon from Birthday Johnny. Oh, I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just waiting. I had already taken a sip at that point, but I was, just gonna, I was waiting for Paul to start talking. Is what it was. You're missing the look on his face where he's. he's I knew. He's really. Knew. Like, he's just like fuck these guys. I knew the whole time that you were done. Just go ahead. Tell me about your last beer, you asshole. Well, I, I'm just trying to be Wicked Plus Divine. <laughs> uh, nothing? I laughed. It was good. Okay. Um, this is actually from Brewery Omegang, which is almost in your guys' part of the country. Right? Yeah. Because we, we've been there. At our it Cooperstown, is. New York. Home uh, of the Baseball Hall of Fame. It is, and also home of Omegang, uh, well, Brewery Omegang in Cooperstown, New York. Mm-hmm. And this is the Three-Eyed Raven. This is the next oh. in their Game of Thrones line. Didn't you already no. review this? I didn't. I did the uh, Valor Magolas. Okay. Which yeah, is like a whole a different season. Amber, or the Red. Okay, because I, 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 I was like, didn't he just do uh, Game of Thrones beer? No, I, I did that one uh, okay. before the new season started up, and then I saw this one on the shelf. All right, there, I didn't I realize thought, like, there was two of them out there. I just remember you doing a Game of Thrones beer, and I was like, dude, they, you just did that. They've been doing them uh, just sporadically, tying in with – this one ties in with the release of the new season. Okay. Yeah, and they had uh, Valor Margolis, and then before that they had uh, – what was it, like – They had a Dragon One. Blood and one. Iron or something? Yeah, Blood and Iron, and they also had the uh, Iron Throne. I think Iron Throne was the first one. Yeah, and this is the Three-Eyed Raven, and this is a dark Saison ale. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, nice. It is nice. 7.2%. Have you had this one yet, Sean? Yes, I have. So is Paul. Okay. I had it on uh, Wednesday, or Thursday. I I really like this. It definitely tastes like an Omegang beer. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a Belgian. It, it's a little bit sweeter than I expected it to be, but you still mm-hmm. definitely get those uh, like Saison spices off of it. I... I really like this one. Valamorgolis I bought because it was a Game of Thrones beer. This one I bought because it was a Game of Thrones beer, but the big difference between the two, uh, this is one I would probably buy again. Uh, I think I would get this before I buy... I'm trying to think of like some of their other beers that I'd place this before or after. Uh, uh, I would still probably get the Hennepin first. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Philosophers... Okay. Next, and then I would say probably this one, and then everything else doesn't matter. 
because I was going to ask you, think of the three philosophers while taking a sip of it, because that's the one that it reminded me the most of. I thought it had the spice, but there is a sweet, there's a fruity sweetness to mm-hmm. it. It's not overly cherry like the three philosophers, but that, like almost a rum or a um, plum or raisin sweetness to it. No, I I definitely get that, and I wholeheartedly agree. Like it's that's that sweetness that I liked. Mm-hmm. But it's not as sweet as the uh, three philosophers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it because it was more mellow. It w- and it's also seven yeah. percent versus three philosophers, which is up there it's in like, the like eleven. 11. Yeah. yeah, nine to eleven. That's, that's your Dragon Age beer, Paul. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't know. I I really like this. Uh, next week, I was planning on there's two other new beers from Omegang, and since Chris was going to be in town, uh, one is a coffee like stout that they made. And the other one is their Nirvana IPA. What? Yeah. <clears throat> so both an of them, IPA. Yeah, both of them just released. Um, but I was going to grab them for us. And I also have a 2014 barley wine. You know what I just got? What's that? Uh, 2015 KBS. Hmm. Yeah. Gonna wait on that for a year. I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Or two. No, just one. I like it, it, one is it's peak good for at me. That, point. that two peak. year is still good. <coughs> it's still good, but uh, yeah, I definitely but peak is one. Oh yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, I'm I'm sad now because I've been to Founders I think like twice within the past week and a half, and they no longer have that out, and they're oh. kind of focusing more on just like the hey, here's the beer that we brew for, like the tap room, and it's <laughs> they have like a uh, a pale ale, a stout, and a porter, and. They're all pretty good, but none just, of this like, oh, I, I got to ring this. I just want to point out how you started that sentence, though, where it made me just want to punch you in your face. <laughs> I'm sad now. I went to Founders twice this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got out of work the other day, and I was making dinner, and I wanted to get a beer to go with it. So I stopped by with a growler just to see what they had. Uh-huh. I'm sad. I went to Founders twice this week. That's like an internet meme waiting to happen. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka with a picture of Willy Wonka. Oh, you only went to Founders twice this week? Do tell me. Oh, and if it, if it makes you feel is. any better, I sat down at the bar and had the stout while they filled my growler with the porter. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hung out for like five minutes. I was like, oh, I got groceries in the car. I got to go. <laughs> That's the only reason I left, Paul. Hmm. Uh, so let's get into the main topic. This is something that we, I think it's a John baby. It's a John baby. It's something. It is a John baby. It's something fun. (coughs) It's one of those things that I know that we enjoy doing. We get a a kick out of doing it, and uh, it's a format that we haven't done in a while with the picking the leader, picking the powerhouse, the love interest, all that. Something that I think the last time we did it was when we did our X Men teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think we did with the um, with the love interest and stuff like that. We did pick like a, a five person team and a villain, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't set to having someone specifically the leader, specifically the powerhouse. And you didn't need but, to do a love interest if you didn't want to. That was all <clears throat> just kind of thrown in for extra points, just things to think about for discussion. Things to think about, and I'm also throwing this out there, and it'll it's gonna it could screw us up. If I'm some, ready. If somebody picks your pick, you have to have an alternate. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be okay, able. I, I'll I try can, to think I, I on can. my drunk feet. I, yeah, and yeah, I'll think, deal with that. 
I think it shouldn't be a problem because they think we're all probably going to have different people. How many guys, how many uh, picks do you have that used to be on the Fantastic Four? Uh, or all, uh, all of them. What? Oh no, I'm screwed. I almost went She-Hulk just to fuck with <laughs> oh, you. Why would you do that? You know I would pick She-Hulk. Shh. She might be one of my picks. <laughs> I'm going first. My first pick. <laughs> Wait, well, my... okay, what's the order we're doing this in? I think like, are can... we all picking leader no, first? I, I say you can pick. You say who you're picking, and, and, then... and then we can all follow suit. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, and John, we'll... this is your baby, so go ahead and start, and you pick. Well, he also is the birthday first. boy, Paul. I am He's, the birthday boy. The birthday... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go leader. Okay. Uh, in my leader, we got a little glimpse of them <laughs> in issue one of Shield. It's a character that I've loved since the '90s, mm-hmm. and I'm going Black Knight. Oh wow! What? I love Black Knight. He's so cool because he also what one time he had like a lightsaber sword. Mm-hmm. He was sweet, and uh, I like. <laughs> Is that Black when he Knight. was like hanging out with Rom? No, that's like when the he... Cosmic Knights, <laughs> Space Knights, Space Knights. And he, no, but he did have that awesome winged robot horse that he mm-hmm. flew around on. Uh, no, I've I've enjoyed him. I got the first time I ever took notice of him was like one of those silver foil cover Avengers books, and uh, I've been a fan of his ever since. No, it's uh, this is a good pick that kind of comes out of nowhere. I think the first time I took note of this character was when I got one of his trading cards in one of those Fleer like nineteen ninety four uh, packs. Uh, why are, you, why are you placing him up as leader? I don't know. I thought he would be a good leader. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I thought you had something to back it up with. Uh, he was King I, Arthur Powers for a while. He was the pen dragon. He's uh, the ruling knight of this group. No, I, that, that's all well and good. I didn't know if he had like basically, something going on. No, Basically, my idea for this book was somehow Black Knight has been given this quest to pull a team together and stop the evil. Mm-hmm. And and you don't want to mention the evil because he might be the villain. Or yeah. she. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's basically him being like, well, who can I get on my team? It, this sounds like a Avengers International kind of uh, yeah. book. Basically, it's, it's who, uh, Avengers who, Excalibur. Who do I know that might not be doing anything that can help me out to stop this evil? Jack of Hearts. And maybe someone <laughs> I might have to pay a lot of money to be on the team with him. <laughs> so that's that's my leader, Black Knight. Well, I, I'm going to follow birthday rules, and Paul, Oh, since my you would be the next birthday boy, so why don't you go? I'm going with a uh, leader, not only of his people... But also, who's been a leader of the Avengers uh, for a short time, uh, at least one Avengers team, and that is uh, the Wakanda Prince himself, Ooh. Black Panther. Uh, this character, I think, is going to get a lot of buzz in the next year with uh, his cameo coming up in Captain America 3, Civil War. Uh, also, is he scheduled to have a cameo in Age of Ultron? I don't know. I, I think Civil War is going to be his cameo, his and then he movie. will pop up mm-hmm. in his own movie, like, two years later. Uh, you, you'll see a running theme, as I have already given away, 
uh, for this book for my Avengers team. Everyone's appeared in Fantastic Four. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and there's a reason for that, and we'll get to that when we get oh, to my... Reed Richards is the villain. No. Oh, that'd be so good, though. That would be pretty good. But it's, it's yeah. one of those multiple Reed Richards from Hickman's run. <laughs> yeah. Who's gone a little twisted, a little evil. Yeah, why do you have to ruin everything? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what we do here. Yeah. Yeah, you, you see into my mind. You know what's up. Uh... No, uh, close though. <laughs> it's super close. I almost put Franklin Richards on my team. <laughs> would have been really good. Was a wild card? Yeah. Time traveling? Yeah. Benjamin. Oh, so he's good. the wild card and love interest. It was weird. <laughs> but uh, the love interest only for Paul. Black Panther, he's pulling this team together to help uh, solve the mystery of what's happening. And John's kind of giving it away with the ultimate. Because it's all been set up in the old Fantastic Four and also in Hickman's. Uh, new avengers uh this whole multiple realities of these fantastic four and what happens if they start coming loose and sinking seeking sanctuary in 616 so uh it's a little crisis on infinite fantastic four but uh i think blank panther you know if you need to have somebody figure out reed richards a reed richards or a fantastic four that's the guy you go to to be able to dismantle him other than Doctor Doom, but you never trust Doom. Never trust Doom. So never trust the Doom. Black Panther. I think he 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 deserves to be highlighted in these books because I think he's going to be one of those characters that people will be clamoring for as soon as he's in cinematic universe. Black Knight. Yeah, I, Black Panther. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go. Now. Yeah, Chris, are you going to drop the ball here? I'm totally going to be dropping you, the ball here. Wait a second. Can any of us name another? Black Vulcan. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, wait, no. That was the, what they call Black Wonder Lightning. Fronts. Yeah, that's Wonder Friends. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. Black Cat? I mean, yeah, Black Cat. And going with an, a, a criminal kind of Avengers? No. Like a Reformation, re- Reforming Avengers? Like no, characters that not, not doing it. Nope. I'm going to stick with my original pick. Uh character that's going to be coming into focus with Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, also appearing in Rick Remender's Uncanny Avengers. Is that the book that we read? Yeah. Yeah, didn't care for it, so I'm going to be switching it up a little bit because everyone knows, or hopefully everyone knows, that I am a young Avengers fan. And when it comes to Vision, I think about that book. Uh, my pick for leader is going to be Vision. Hmm. But I want this to be the younger Kang Vision. This is the time traveler who's kind of seen everything. I want him heading up my team because he knows what to expect. He's still been in every incarnation of the Avengers pretty much. So he he will be the leader and almost the heart of the team. Hmm. Mechanical heart. Uh, he's the mechanical heart. But he's the tin man of the hearts. It dudes still he in ladies and, and, and popping out babies. <laughs> Um, we haven't seen a lot of vision from the Age of Ultron uh, teasers yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing Paul Bettany playing this character on screen. I can't, I can't wait to see vision on screen. I know this, this weekend can't come fast enough. Not only get to, uh, do I get to see my friends, but I also get to see Chaucer himself (laughs) as a living robot because everyone should know also that I love a Knight's Tale. Um, I don't, it just, when I came to think of a leader, I almost went 
uh, Captain America to begin with. Mm-hmm. But that's just way too easy, I think, at this point. Because I don't want a field leader. I want just like that calculating things of all the uh, probabilities before they happen. So why, why not go with a teenage android? I went with the assumption that the Avengers that we know right now and also what we're going to get in the movie, they just crumble. Like, they have to go, they have to, for whatever reason, go their separate ways. Either interpersonal relationships have fallen apart where they can't trust each other, or like what we have in the comics now where Captain America is an old man, Iron Man is a dick over in California, and, you know, they're just... Thor isn't really, isn't the Thor that's built relationships with these other characters. So that team just cannot assemble. Like they're right. just, so this is a team that some yeah. assembly required. And now it's you pick, pick a slot and give us your person, Paul. All right. Uh, I'm going to get it out of the way. I'm going to go with my wild card and that's Mr. Fantastic. Uh, uh, he's on the team for one reason and one reason only. And that is to find, Sue Storm. And he's the guy that, uh, you know, that would be kind of like the, like, maybe six issues in, like, every, he's kind of off to the side, and he kind of, like, is a tinkerer, he's, like, not going out, he's, like, seldom, he's, like, depressed, and he's just <clears throat> on his own, and Black Panther has brought him on the team so he could watch Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, and the only reason he's there is to be able to use the resources that that the Avengers gives him in order to find what has happened to Sue Storm. She is missing. She's... And how do you find the Invisible Woman? Paint. Mm. Just spray paint everywhere. The whole world? (laughs) Just cover in paint? Just everything in front of you, because that's all that matters. You've been playing too much uh, on, on uh, Unfinished Swan on PlayStation 3. I'm gonna... I was going to say that I went a little bit further back. That reminded me of uh, Bart versus the Space Aliens mm. on NES where he had to spray paint anything that was purple. That is true. That is... But that here's the thing. I played that there. game on a black and white TV. Oh, mm. how would you know what to paint? I basically had to guess. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Chris. Yeah, it sucks. It's all right. You get used to it. I don't know how to segue over into my pick from that, though, Paul. You know, it's, it is tough, just like uh, being colorblind is tough. Well played, sir. <laughs> it might drive you wild, though, not being able to see. <laughs> that was terrible, John. Two demerits. Uh, but for my, for my wild card, All right, I Professor someone... McGonagall. <laughs> You're talking about my cat? No, I'm t- no, I didn't say McPaw. He's talking about you, you witch. I, I know. That, I just wanted to explain that for those that don't know, uh, I'm fostering slash maybe keeping a cat that's I named Minerva McPonagall. Uh But this is the wild card pick, and I'm going to go with Gambit. Mm. I, I need. I need someone the that Cajun can be bouncing sensation. around, being all crazy, and you don't know what side they're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go for Gambit, because according to the original uh, 1990s X-Men cartoon, he could be the traitor. Mm-hmm. We don't know. <laughs> that is true. Spoiler uh, alert for that cartoon. It was Morph. <laughs> 
didn't they answer that later in the actual comics with it being Bishop too? <laughs> I haven't, yeah, maybe. In the comics, I don't even know. I, I, I think it worked out that like after all that, it turned out Bishop was actually the traitor. Um, but I don't know. Gambit is just one of those characters that could constantly have ulterior motives. Uh, and in my world that I'm building for this, he's actually working for the Xavier Institute still. Hmm. No spoilers. Uh, but Gambit's such an awesome character, and even when we read Gambit number one, like last year at this point, I was just thinking, like, man, I miss seeing Remy in books. Uh, so I want to see him in mind, because I think it would actually turn out to be a really fun book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see him as yeah. a good, like, he's there, he wants to make sure that the team gets the job done. But he also has to pull off another side mission, like within that, like very specific mission parameters for the Xavier Institute, or just because he really wants to get that pearl necklace. Yeah, it's he's, awesome. almost, he's almost like a mercenary at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, it's never... where where do his loyalties lie versus who's foot in the bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't like Gambit? Uh, there's probably someone out there, and I'd never want to meet them. But Mystique John, you know what? Doesn't like Gambit. Hmm. John. Yeah. You know what? What? I'm glad I met you. I'm glad I met you. Best friends. Who's your pick? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting weird. This is getting You're weird. weird. I've been drinking a lot. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. With... I'm sorry. Uh, what are you gonna go with? Uh, you got a a, a spy shade up. You folded uh, yeah. your paper. Paul always tries to read your list, and it drives me crazy. I don't want to see your list. I don't try to read it. You do, there. too. We, we talked about this before, and you're like, yeah, I always try to see what your list is. We did this when we did the Suicide Squad one. You omitted that you always try to read. Because anytime I put it out, I see your one. eyes like light up trying to read upside down, and I don't like it. Okay, go ahead. So I made a little – I folded my paper so he can't see. A little privacy screen. Yeah. Uh, he, has a, he has a DM screen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wild card is going to be Moondragon. She is uh, that she's the John, weird. John, you are digging deep. Oh, yeah. She If if this is a guy who's got to pull together a, a, an Avenger team to stop this evil that is happening... Uh-huh. He has to dig deep because a lot of people, like Blue Beetle, when he was like, hey, stuff's happening, nobody wanted to pay attention to him. So he's going to Moon Dragon. I love that you keep on crossing DC and Marvel lines. I'm just saying, like, it's like Uh that Blue Beetle, like, nobody listened to him, and then he died. This guy doesn't want to die, so he's going to pull together what he can. Mm -hmm. And he's bringing in Moon Dragon. She's an expert fighter. Uh, She's a telepath. Uh, She has some telekinesis. Kinesis, mm-hmm. um, but also she's someone who I think could easily be swayed by the big evil. But this is one of those characters that he needs another fighter. He needs somebody who could help direct them in the right way by using her telepathy. So he's bringing her on even though he's not 100% on her being part of this team. Mm-hmm. She could easily fall and be a threat to them. I do have one question. Uh, to make this team, did you just dump out your bag of shitty hero clicks? 
<laughs> Pretty much. Just just wait till just wait till comic relief. Just just snuffed out like Yeah. Okay. No, this is something like I was looking basically I was trying to I wanted I wanted Black Knight as my leader. Mm-hmm. So then I just started focusing on things that would go around that kind what of I, what I love is this is he, he had your, a certain number of points that yeah he had, he I, had a, I had a certain amount of points team. to add up into this uh, what I love this was your suggestion to do and you're and and the reason you want to do it is because you wanted to make a team with Black Knight as a leader yeah Black Knight's sweet where is he he needs to be more present in the DCU <laughs> In the DCU? In the Marvel U. Keep on doing it. Where am oh, I? He's with Blue Beetle. Ah, they're together. They're both dead. There's a convergence of battle worlds. Uh, Chris, <laughs> what, 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 go ahead. Lead us. All right, my pick? You know, Without being this, a leader. His team is a Fantastic Four I know, team. it's a Fantastic Four <laughs> So And he's like, whoa, you Yeah. <laughs> Yours is just crazy. Everybody came here expecting... always crazy. My, everybody came in expecting Paul to pick Fantastic Four I thought you'd be like, Ant-Man. No, I thought... The Wasp. Shut up. <laughs> Chris, your your character? Your, 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 your position and your character. All right, well... I was saying shut up because my <laughs> next pick is Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. For comic? For specialists. Oh! You need someone that can do anything. Hank Pym is the jack of all trades at this point. He might not be the jack of hearts. He's dead. Mm-hmm. But... Is he I, still dead? I put a, what? Is he still dead? He died in no, Avengers Scott. Dissembled. Yeah, no, he's back. He's back? Jack of Hearts again? Okay. Yeah, well, no, he's Scott Lang. He's actually Ant-Man. No, oh, Ant-Man, yes, but... Yeah. Oh. No, but for my specials, I went with Hank Pym. Oh, Hank Pym, what? Yes. No, he, he's scientifically yeah. minded. Mm-hmm. He's Ant-Man, he's Giant Man, he's Yellow Jacket. He is the character that has seen and done it all. Mm-hmm. So if you need a, a hole that needs filling... He'll do it. Just, just ask Wasp. Hey. Oh, that was a joke. That was bad. Uh, but he's my pick for specialist. Hmm. Interesting uh, pick. My pick for specialist is someone who is a bit of a mercenary, can hold her own, and uh, always has a bit of luck on her side. Oh, I'm going with Domino. Mm. <laughs> I went like four different characters, and then he went Domino. I, I went I'm completely like, different too. I'm like, oh, look on your side, Black Cat. Okay, mercenary. I can see you being bought the, out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. where I went too. This and is the character that, oh. that Black Knight is going to be paying gold doubloons to get on his team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Domino. She's also no, that's that's a good pick because um, she wouldn't have been. A, one of my picks, but I almost had Black Cat on uh, my team, and, and that's who I thought you were going with. And she's she's one half of the love interest. Mm. Throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, the other half being Gambit, or that's a love triangle where he's just flirting. <laughs> Gambit's not on my team. He's too cool to be on my team. These <laughs> oh, are lame guys. These John, are lame guys. John has a Gambit was Chris's team. I'm sorry. Cross universe love interest. <laughs> it's actually going to be Vixen. <laughs> Moondragon is a bisexual, it said so in her bio. Mm-hmm. But Paul? 
Uh, I'm going... You know that science is basically covered in my book with both Black Panther and a kind of a crazy and run out, or strung out uh, I hope Mr. you didn't Pandastic. pick USA agent. No, this is... Uh, I'm picking for my specialist somebody of the occult. Somebody with the eye. The eye of Agamotto. Uh, Doctor Strange. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, another one that's going to have a huge uh, breakout here coming up with uh, him having his own movie if he ever gets cast. Benedict... Coverbunch is, 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 is yeah official official okay I, I wish uh, I did a podcast that actually had this kind of news on it there's also rumors <laughs> that he'll be appearing in the Netflix series mm, beforehand. for the defenders that makes sense but that's rumor yeah. which means someone just said it online at some point and then mm-hmm. someone else ran with it and then someone else ran with that so yeah Doctor Strange has been a defender. Namely, he's been on Avengers teams. Uh, he was part of the new Avengers, and he was actually, his house served as the Avengers mansion, or the new Avengers mansion for the new Avengers under Brian Bendis' run. Um, somebody that has had meetings and dealings with uh, Mr. Fantastic, and also somebody that's a spe- he is very specialized. He knows the magic part of the thing, and I think that's where Reed Richards and uh, Black Panther really need help and if they're fearing that it's dr doom as a villain that might be messing with stuff uh you want somebody that knows the occult better than dr doom would so you go to the supreme source the sorcerer supreme sounds good so john it's your pick again your character Uh, your your place and your character you said dr strange Mm -hmm. so it made me a little weary that you might grab my big evil. So I'm going villain. Oh. I'm going to throw the villain out. The big You're evil. You're throwing me off now. The big evil that Black Knight has been sent by, <laughs> we'll say, Merlin? I don't know. To stop is Dramu. Mm. Uh, because I always thought he was a badass dude when I got his hero click. <laughs> he was a hero he's click a badass team. dude. He's a hero click team. Uh, but no, he's... He's one of those really big evils, somebody that you would need a Black Knight mm-hmm. to try to stop. But Black Knight doesn't have Doctor Strange's number, so he's got to call other <laughs> shitty people in to help him. <laughs> I feel like they would have each other's phone numbers. Uh, they trade recipes. But Dramu is going to be that big bad that mm-hmm. he's laying things out. Nobody knows what's going on, but Dark Knight, Black Knight, he's onto it. Hmm. He's on to it. He's on to it. Chris, who's your big bad? Who's your villain? Paul, it's you. You're next. Oh, no. <laughs> we no, would be we don't pre- do the snake. We're not doing the snake. Okay, birthday boy. We've been going boy. in circles. Okay, birthday boy. Uh, like I okay, said. Okay, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, birthday boy. Uh, my villain is more of a mystery. It is what has happened to the Fantastic Four. What has broken them up? Why is Reed Richards off kilter? And what has happened? What has happened to Soon Storm? And is it a villain in the background that has been manipulating, you know, events? Or, you know, something has happened in the background and the Fantastic Four are no more, kind of like where we're at in the comic books right now. So this is why the team was brought together, was to... It's basically the uh, Agent May, Agent Coulson relationship from the first season of of, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but with... uh, Black Panther and Mr. Fantastic. So, there we go. They are BFFs. They are BFFs. And also, uh, 
why is Sue Storm missing? You know, that's the, that's a big villain. That is the crisis. That is the driving force for this team. And it's having long-reaching effects on the rest of the Marvel Universe. Because if the first family's splintered, nothing can be going right for the rest of the Marvel Universe. No. Hence why they're Avengers, and not Fantastic Four. <laughs> because a Fantastic Four means nothing anymore. Yeah. And after that trailer... I don't have any hopes that it means anything anytime soon. I, and that's depressing because the first trailer, I was like, all right, like this is a movie. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell a great movie story and not just a weird, bad superhero story. And then, nope, they're going straight up bad superhero story. Yeah, I'll, so, still see, I'll still watch it. Yeah, I'll still eventually. I, see I almost said I'll still see it, but I feel like seeing it involves a little bit more. Like, that's a step up from watching it. Yeah. Chris, your pick. Yes, I'm Chris. Um, villain. My pick for villain is going to be a little bit more... Fox Studios. <laughs> no. Oh, that would have been... That's a villain for everybody. That's an epic twist. Uh, my villain is going to be a little bit more street level, but still with those overreaching themes of mysticism and magic. I'm going to go with the hood. Ooh, Ooh good one. Uh, Somebody who could easily sway Gambit to... Yep. The flip. And, and that's what's coming down to, because I love the original Hood miniseries from Brian K. Vaughn and um, artist Kyle Hotz, but I missed out on his kind of resurgence in the Marvel Universe because it was all in books written by Bendis, and I I don't do that anymore. Uh, so I want to see the Hood actually in the villain role instead of that kind of like anti-hero that we had in that original miniseries uh and it's just like you said i see him as being that character that could kind of sway gambit to what he needs him to like feed to the team or to do but then ultimately it turns out that gambit's still a good guy double agent style i still believe in you remy Mm. high five slow-mo Everything lines up okay. <laughs> Except but he accidentally powered your hand. Now it's going to explode! Oh no! By hand. Never high-five Gambit. That's my that's my tip. No, you or... You just shouldn't I be high-fiving in general. Uh, I don't know. I think the Hood is a character that has awesome... He's got a lot of promise. Potential. And he, yeah. Doesn't and always it, get it took right. Brian Michael Bendis to actually use him, at, but it's Brian Michael Bendis, and he just uses his favorite character's... And then it was like, well, this doesn't matter because it's a Bendis book. Hmm. Or at yeah. least that's how we feel about things. You know what? Uh, we, we feel the same way a little bit about Dark Horse. They're hit and miss. Hit and miss. And yeah. uh, Dark Horse, we, we have one last beer from them, and this is their reserve special Black Ale. Oh, uh, I had this one on uh, episode number 257. And uh, this is an enjoyable Black Ale. This is very good. It's got that nice bit of malt up front and then boom does it hit you with that ipa finish it just leaves you your tongue dry it is it is a really solid black ipa yeah if you can find it do yourselves a favor and buy it i i would agree um see i i liked it i think you guys are feeling a little bit more strongly about it than i did <laughs> well you didn't also just drink a bunch of dark horse beers yeah no. or you were kind of this you know they were yeah, good. They were good. Uh, Power ranking, Paul, for the four that we had. 
Uh, raspberry ale. Because Num- number one, one. Number one. Yep, because it's just so different from any other fruit beer that I have. Normally, fruit beers I just don't end up really liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, black rye, or this black IPA. Special reserve. And then it's going to go uh, the brown and then the amber. I'm going to agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's perfect uh, the way it is. I think the raspberry and the black could be flip-flopped. Like, flip-flopped. Yeah. But I can find another really good Ooh, can black you IPA. Do a, a black and tan with those two? No, no, I no, I because think those, that raspberry would just it, disappear. It, yeah, underneath this, because the IPA aftertaste is so strong, the only place you would get that raspberry is on the aftertaste on a black and tan with it. It would just it, you wouldn't taste it. <clears throat> it would. It's a nice light raspberry, which is really surprising, and that's why I like it. Versus this really nice, bold, black IPA. That's okay. I was just asking because I didn't think about it when I had them. Hmm. But uh, John, or... Wait, me? You. Hi. You. You You get to pick. Well, I better pick this before anybody else does. And this is my powerhouse. And this is what we've already mentioned. (laughs) She-Hulk. That's what I thought. You know, she she has to make the team if I'm creating a book with... uh, And she's been an Avenger... You know, and she's also been and a Fantastic, member of the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. She's been a reserve manger, member of the yeah. Avengers. Like these, all these characters have been on the Fa- Avengers and Fantastic Four. Some people made their first appearance on the Fantastic Four. Yeah, <coughs> you know, it's just how it worked out. Strangely enough, strangely enough, uh, she has a deep relationship with Reed Richards. She's worked with Black Panther before. Um, I think she brings a lot of heart and a lot of. Uh, just just a great power base to the team for my powerhouse. She's strong, and she is one of the uh, members of the love interest right here. She-Hulk, Doctor Strange. Ooh. Whoa. You know, just for two people. I just love the whole, like, people from two literally different worlds. Somebody that Jennifer Walters said in the real world, like, the lawyer by day. And then having, like, kind of having a fleeting attraction to, uh, to Dr. Stephen Strange, a doctor by day. So, you know, both white-collar jobs, both, you know, <laughs> both coming from very privileged households. He's a now, bit, Paul, he's, he's a Paul bit just older. wants the book written by Charles Soule that is Dr. Strange and She-Hulk sitting down talking about it their is, jobs. It is Boston Legal meets uh, Grey's Anatomy. What's not to love? With a depressed guy, where's my wife? <laughs> yep, I'm stretching myself so thin trying to find her. <laughs> In the background, yep. And they're just having, having a great glass of Merlot over at a great Italian restaurant. And Black <laughs> Panthers is like white people. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. How can I keep these guys? I got, like... I got loop, Limp Noodle Man here, just crying. Uh, the other half of my team are out on dates, and they're working jobs in the morning. They can only help at night, and at night, they're off having wine together, not helping. And this guy's just like, where's my You wife? know what's great about both uh, Doctor Strange and uh, She-Hulk when they're working for you? All billable hours. <laughs> All billable. You have to have them both on retainer. <laughs> they are both on retainer. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Well, so, 
Uh, yeah, so I think they have a similar so you, background, you have is and Jeff- then their lives, their lives have gone Paul off. Paul has the most expensive team. <laughs> you have Jennifer Walters, who's helping Reed uh, with his divorce from Sue. No, and then what? You have- he never mentioned divorce with those yeah, two. No, yeah, and then, and then you have Paul's, Stephen Strange. Paul's villain is actually going to be the custody battle over the kids. <laughs> Stephen Strange is there to prove that uh, Reed is not fit to, to, uh, for trial. <laughs> No, not, not quite. Not quite. Mm. not quite. Not quite. No, but they're... Medically and mystically, he's <laughs> not prepared for trial. But Jennifer Walters is just definitely one of those characters that's... Even though she turns into a huge uh, green killing machine, uh, more grounded. And Stephen Strange is out there in in the different uh, realities of whatever cosmic or mystic universe that, that Marvel is having at that point. So just having those two go go together, I think, would be really fun. Because they do so, share a very similar background and upbringing. Such a Paul, like, pick or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Remember when it was, like, <laughs> when he picked, he picked, like, <laughs> the superhero battles, and it was, like, <laughs> it was Tony Stark versus The Thing, and it was a courtroom battle <laughs> yeah. for Clancy Street. <laughs> that was so Paul. <laughs> No. Chris, what's your pick? <laughs> Powerhouse, Chris. It's for Yancey Street, not for Clancy Street. <laughs> Come on. Clancy Street. It was for Clancy's <laughs> snacks. <laughs> they make the best cheese puffs, though. <laughs> Chris, uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's okay. your Powerhouse? I dropped out for a second, so I didn't hear the setup to that. I just heard oh, I'm sorry. John laughing. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> all that yeah, was. Tony Stark. Yancey. Uh, Yancey Street Battle. Ben Grimm. Uh, my powerhouse, though? Sorry, I was being attacked by a cat. Um, I'm going with a character who's going to be seeing her rise to power over the upcoming year. She's had a little bit of a resurgence. Uh, and this is Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers coming back. We're going to be getting her in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so, of course, Marvel wants to have her a little bit more present in their books. Uh, we're getting Captain Marvel, but we're also going to be getting... Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps oh. coming out soon. Uh, so she's my pick for Powerhouse. You want someone that's strong, mm-hmm. it's got some strength behind her, and then has indeterminate other powers. Uh, you go with her, and she's going to be my love interest with, with Gambit. Ooh. Because honestly, who can't fall for that roguish charm that he's got? Oh. She She's too smart for it, but somehow she still succumbs. See, I went with She-Hulk chasing Doctor Strange. Well, because you believe in empowering females. I guess so. I just, and I, I, think, just, I, think I myself fun. can't get over that roguish charm. Is he the bad boy? Is he the good guy? I don't know. I don't know. Gambit, tell me your stories. <laughs> That's how he captured every teenage boy in the 90s, too. <laughs> right? That's why I thought he was the coolest. <laughs> um, I... I think since she's kind of come back into focus within the past like year, year and a half, um, Captain Marvel has kind of outgrown who she used to be with Miss Marvel and just being the person that was... So I kind of want to see her elevated beyond that and who she is now by having her be a part of the Marquee Avengers team. All right. And that goes to my power. That, yeah, that goes to you, birthday boy. And this is someone that, again... He's going to be in the Black Knight's Rolodex. And not only that, he's going to go, what other 
superhero wears a brown leather jacket over their costume? D-Man! Uh, multiple man? <laughs> Wonder Man. Oh. Uh, I've always liked Wonder Man. Never realized why he was never in any comic books that I read, except for West Coast Avengers. Well, that's basically your entire team. Yeah, no, I know. It's not in a comic book I've ever read. Yep. Uh, but I've always been a Wonder Man fan. Uh, is as strong as Thor would be, if not even stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, has other undeterminable superpowers sometimes he's like laser vision only thing the dude can't do is fly but he's got little rock walk around without sunglasses on he's got he's got little rockets on his belt so he can fly too he's got rocket belt rocket belt rocket belt and uh would also be someone who'd be like what yeah okay i'll help you black knight um not doing anything but maybe naming cats and on the heels of that hilarity is going to bring us to <laughs> my comic relief pick which my team's pretty stupid, so I need something a little bit more highbrow. So I'm going to be bringing in Beast, Dr. Hank McCoy, to be my comic relief. He could easily fit into any of these other roles, but I want this to be the Frasier of comic books. (laughs) And that is why Hank McCoy would be my pick. And then I also have a team with two Hanks on it, so what's not to love? Mm Mm-hmm. Some hanky hanky. Hanky hanky. Uh, my comic relief is the other half of my love interest. Uh, Domino, for some reason, is going to get attached to this guy. Mm. Uh, Which guy? And it might be because uh, he's immortal. Mm. He's going to. Oh, Iron Fist! He's going to keep dying and just coming back to life. And it's oh. the other, only a person that's going to answer the call, Mr. Immortal. From Great Lakes Avengers. Wow. <laughs> hey, you need some cannon fodder. You need somebody who's just going to keep dying, and it's going to be kind of funny that it just keeps dying. Mm. Yep. And Domino's going to be like, that guy just keeps getting back up. It's kind of fun to shoot him in the head. I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> what? Hey, okay. uh, she's, she's into the weird stuff. Paul, you see surprised. John has a really off-kilter team there. <laughs> He's he have half X-Men. He's got Fantastic Four. I don't know what else is going on. I have people that are all, like, aside all from the Domino. All the broken pieces that you have for that all, are hero clicks. They're all Avengers, except for well, Domino. He, the, all of them mine are Hank, Avengers. Hank, Hank McCoy's except been an for Avenger before, too, so he's he's got the ID card already. Mm-hmm. They just need to renew his membership. <laughs> okay, this this is a character that I don't think has been an Avenger. But I really enjoyed, uh, and I really think that Marvel wants, man. To, no, wants to push this character because uh, they are an inhuman. So we're going to see a lot more inhumans. I think they need to get on an Avengers team. Did it with X-Men. It's time to get some inhumans on this team. And that's Medusa. I think that she played off great in the comedy of uh, Matt Fraction's FF from. Yeah, she was a Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's Fantastic Four. And mostly also Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> she was in FF, uh, where I so really thought she was We gave you great. the homework to come up with a Fantastic Four team, and you're like, ah, fuck yeah, those guys. You. All I think about is Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is ending I love this that, week. I love that you're like, 
Uh, my leader is uh, gonna be Black Panther, who because, was a leader in New Avengers because, you with know, Hickman's run. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm politically correct, and he's the leader. But it's all about Reed Richards. It's well, that, all, all about him. We just need to make a. Hey, pick well, Fantastic Four team, and it'll be like, all Avengers. Look, what is what is Black Panther's role as the leader? Just being like, all right, Medusa, please use another part of your hair to get Kleenex for Reed. And, uh, you know, everybody, I'm glad everyone showed up. Uh, you're having wine. Jennifer Walters obviously wants to bone that dude. Uh, but really, this is about what happened to Sue. And he wouldn't care about what happened to Sue. He wouldn't be caring what he what's happening to but, his best friend. But why is Black he, Panther's like, a great friend? He's in this leader position. Like, what is he leading? Like, it's a support group for Reed. <laughs> that's and that's ev- why Paul has and secret like, hero Namor pops up. It's <laughs> like, why is nobody saving this bitch? <laughs> Where is she? I don't know. But that guy's gonna bone her. <laughs> Maybe Namor's behind it all. I don't know. <laughs> This is a mystery. mystery. He wasn't your villain, was he? No. Your villain was the mystery. But how is Medusa the the... comedy relief? Did you read FF? (laughs) She's like, she's hilarious. She's this very royal figure that's now a fish out of the water, and I think she will play off well off of Black Panther. Because they're both a royalty, they're both coming into the situation where they're both trying to control the situation. And it's kind of like the odd couple with Black Panther and Medusa. <laughs> They'll play off each other. They'll like, play off each other. Because Black Panther's Why more street level. Why are your love interest? Because Medusa's married to Not, Black I don't. Bolt. I don't think they are anymore. Oh. Didn't seem that way. But who else is going to talk for him? In human Gorgon? Number one. Lockjaw? Lockjaw doesn't talk. Nope. Medusa and Black Bolt forever, man. I don't know. Oh, a tree out in my backyard. If we if we had to make a crossover event, I think I know Paul's would be Black Bolt forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all. That's all the business, right? Did everybody pick their comic relief? Yeah. Oh, how's the last? Started with Chris. All right. Be pick beast. Don't worry. My location is the Baxter Building. <laughs> <laughs> New Avengers headquarters since the Fantastic Four moved out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did they? What are they avenging? They're building. <laughs> the, the building? They're avenging the falling apart of the What? I didn't hear that. They're avenging the falling apart of the Fantastic Four. He couldn't even... He's just—he's dying. He's—he's he's laughing so hard. He's crying. <laughs> he's crying over the loss of Sue Storm. <laughs> what are the avenging? Of course, it's the loss of the first family. <clears throat> it, it's something they can actually avenge. <laughs> How? They're going to find whoever broke them apart. <laughs> Marvel editorial staff and the fact that we sold you off to Fox. Oh my goodness, Grant Morrison writes it. Yeah, Grant Morrison writes it. That's right, Paul. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying this is the Paul that the book that the Paul book would that create, Paul wants. wouldn't read that. <laughs> well, he'd read the first issue. 
<laughs> no, he'd muster through the entire series. Morrison well, that would need to be called X Factor. Peter David needs to write it. I couldn't get through Peter David's Fantastic Four. I don't know. John, do you have a building? I didn't know because we didn't really talk about picking a building. You're the one that brought it up. No, we didn't. We didn't put down base, so I didn't pick, think of a base. It would you be, mentioned it. It would be the G, uh, the JLA uh, in Milwaukee. <laughs> the Coors Brewery. <laughs> nobody goes nobody, there. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be there. Just Mister Immortal drinking himself to death. I think we broke Paul. He's broken. Well, did that to himself. <laughs> oh. well, we just let it happen. We're terrible friends. I'm the birthday boy. I just let it go. <laughs> uh, with with my team, it's just a bunch of people that would probably be cool with hanging out with each other. Uh, well, so I'm going to pick Hank's bowling alley <laughs> down on the corner of. Fifth and Abbott. Does he have a bowling alley? I don't know. It's a third Hank. There you go. Throw that in there. <laughs> Life model decoy the whole time. Uh, yeah. So, it's a twist. So thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs> the the bowling alley is actually owned by the hood. That's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, find us over on Facebook. Rate and review us over on iTunes. We're on Instagram. We're on Tumblr. We're on YouTube. The websites. We, yeah, we have a great new website, and it's gonna be even better soon. We have some awesome articles on there. We have uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff coming out. We've got a bunch of uh, articles from uh, contributor Sarah, who's writing up about her first con experience at. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con. We've also got some stuff coming out from front of the show Lexi, who wrote about uh, comic book TV shows when you don't read the comic books. Mm. So that'll be up within the next day or two of this posting. Good, good. And uh, rate and review us, because Paul loves that. Mm -hmm. And also uh, email us your picks or who you would pick on a top five or your five Avengers um Contact at beggingboardcast.com, or you could do that over at the Facebook when we say, hey, we posted the new show. Put it on the comments below. We love reading comments. Yeah, I would love, I would reading love to see that. And then uh, critique or praise your picks. And while you're online, make sure you follow our link over at beggingboard.com slash Amazon, or you can just click the button on our website when you're over there, because why won't you be there anyways? Uh, it, we get a little bit of a percentage from anything you buy off of Amazon, and you guys haven't been buying anything from us, so hey, help us out. Uh, next week is our look back, but the week after that, we are going to be doing our trade and policy, which is The Woods, the James Tinian book. So you can easily find that over on Amazon and uh, read it and tell us what, if we think, is wrong. <laughs>